This episode is powered by Flex Chargers. This is officially legit. Welcome to episode four. Jesus Christ, Yay. we made it to episode four. Wow. Episode four. Get on the floor. <laughs> I think the, the bad part about it is I wasn't expecting that. Like. You should have warned me. You were about to say that. That's... <laughs> I'm Catlin, putting CL in clout. Never running from a real fight. She is the one named Sailor Cat. Clothes, treat yourself. Fragrances, treat yourself. Mimosas, treat yourself. Fine leather goods, treat yourself. It's the best podcast of the year. Corny Cat Lady Crew Unite. Filipina Colada. You already know it's your boy Wilson. Life version of a lion tamer from Chris Jericho. AKA, I hear feeling like Kevin Parker when he wrote eventually. AKA, Mr. Respecting Women. But don't text me after 12. Ask me if I want to come over to watch movies. You know, I'm still a savage girl. AKA, Recovering Text Ignorer. AKA, I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight models in my DMs now. Episode four. So, how has your week been, Wilson? Man, my week has been crazy. Um, we're rolling loud, going on sale. Uh, me coming to Tampa and stuff like that. It just this week has just been crazy. Um, the the amount of feedback that we got from tickets on the West Coast is crazy. We sold somewhere thousand plus tickets in the first 24 hours in in a market that we didn't even think we're going to tap that quick to be honest you know so it's pretty good it's pretty good week for me can you say how many uh tickets you sold within the first 24 hours yeah yeah it was definitely over eight thousand i don't remember exactly how much but it was over eight thousand tickets that we sold the first 24. So that's incredible, but also I wish you sold a thousand more so that you could say you were over nine thousand. <laughs> oh my god, that would have been great! I would have got we would have made merch out of that. Like that's yes, hilarious. yeah. Oh come on, Wilson, you gotta you gotta sell more tickets just for the memes. Right, right. I I definitely wasn't thinking about that. That's insane. But you had a great week too. You had an art show this week. This past Saturday. Yes, I did. But before that, I want to ask one more question. All right, cool, shoot. So, did you, since you sold so many tickets, I'm sure that you sold to, did you have any tickets from unexpected places that were sold? So, um, what's crazy is we just had Rolling Loud in Miami, right, this past May. So I think to myself, Florida aren't coming to Rolling Loud in California, and I was wrong. There's a lot of people from Miami that are coming out. A lot of people from New York, from Canada, from all over the place. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy that people are going, people are, are rocking with us so hard because there's a lot of repeats, a lot of people that have been coming to the first Rolling Loud that are just coming to this one as well. So shout out to them. 
I appreciate the love. Do you have anyone from outside of the U.S.? Yeah. Um, as far as like the first twenty four hours, I think I saw Canada. Canada was a was a big one. Uh, I think we got one from Mexico as well. So yeah, that's a, that, that's about it for right now. Cool. Will you be collaborating with Eighty Eight Rising again for this? Uh yeah. Um, I mean, for Eighty Eight Rising and us, we it's weird. We have like unofficial. I say unofficial because there's really like no paperwork involved, right? Um, like a like a partnership because they rock with us so hard. They're like, they're so cool. Like they 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 do stuff out of love. You know these videos, stuff that they put out. It's the package is cool. So I'm pretty sure, um, for all this LA stuff and San Fran and the UK and Japan and China, like all that is gonna be with with AD Rising as well. To me, this is crazy that. Um, tickets went on sale just last week, and the festival's happening in just a couple months. Right, right. right. Um, in, in I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie and say that I was confident that we were gonna, you know, do really well with it. I was really scared, to be honest. But um, we definitely did better than what we thought so far with the, with the San Fran. So hopefully we'll sell out. I mean, I know we'll sell out. We'll sell out, and we're gonna sell out of LA as well. LA lineup drops in. Went soon. <laughs> yeah, you have to add some suspense there yeah. for LA. Um, when Wilson was, he was messaging me, messaging me saying that he was really nervous um, about how many tickets they were going to be able to actually sell, and he was telling me, "Oh my God, like we sold so much," and I'm like, "Duh!" Like, I'm, Wilson, you like saying that you were doubting this whole thing makes me want to change the name to Rolling Eyes Loud. Rolling, <laughs> Rolling Eyes Loud. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe in you. It's gonna be awesome, and I know that I'm just gonna get so much FOMO. Yeah, you know, the, the way to fix the FOMO is for you to come. Just saying. We'll see. A, lot ha <laughs> a lot's happening in December, so I'm hoping that, like, maybe, maybe, save me a spot. Um, okay. Okay. So I'm gonna. Take this back over to the art show that yes. happened on Saturday night. Um, shout out to Wilson, my podcast partner, because he came out. You know, I had to saw had my to, art. I had to make my presence known, support the great cat. You know. Thank you, thank you. The art show was super cool. Um, it was at Il Sol, and it was um, a typography, sign painting, lettering focused exhibit. And so I had some uh, forehand lettering pieces there, and it was really cool because they featured artists from all around the world. And I met someone, an artist from Mexico, and it was super cool because he actually came, it, it was his first time ever in the United States, and he came out because um, he was being featured and it was cool we got to like kind of nerd out on typography stuff and um, the overall event was awesome yeah I, I had a blast I had a blast while I was there um you know shout out to Wally Clark every every episode we got to shout out Wally Clark <laughs> yeah you mean Wally Clout yeah Wally Clout but he had two events that night so shout out to him um, yeah and but he was our DJ yeah, absolutely. Um, we I had a great time. I saw a lot of great art. None, none is better than none better than cats. But you already know. Aww. <laughs> um, and did you took a break from the art show though to get some dinner? And yes. How, how was I, that at Ichiboro? 
Yeah, I went to Ichikoro with Gats. You know, shout out to Gats. Um, and our waitress actually, uh, you know, was talking to us, and she's like, "Hey, you know, I, don't you have a podcast?" And immediately, and I said, "Clout," just real loud. I <laughs> just said, "Clout," and I gave Gats a high five, just because, like, it's so cool. Um, you know, she. So, did you ever answer her though? <laughs> I did. I, I told her, "Yes, I do." And like, have you heard it? She said she started listening in the first episode, but she's gonna keep listening. So, uh, <gasps> shout out to her. Shout out to her. So when you were when you were signing the receipt, were you like, "Here's my autograph"? <laughs> oh man, I didn't actually know that would that would that would be something that I need to start doing though. Mhm, mhm. And it's like, sir, we really require your signature, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I paid in cash, but I'm still gonna sign my receipt. like what I have to work with here <laughs> but I do appreciate that he came out my family came out it was pretty nice because um uh I feel like them coming out to uh, see my art it's like the first time they actually came out to a show of mine to and I feel like they finally accepted the fact that I'm not going to become a doctor <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man. yeah it was really nice to see that like they were there to support me and we hung out and my brother got to meet Wilson the first thing that Wilson says to him was you're the guy that got hit in the face by a water bottle <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm all about first impressions and I had a first impression of him before I met him so you know that was kind of like the only thing I knew about him but I think there's gonna be a friendship there that blossoms <laughs> you think so I think so. I think so. And he and Wally were bonding over Naruto. So, see, I I, I don't know because like when, once you told him what I do, that he he started like you know liking me a little bit more than you, you know. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm still a little salty about that. So, <laughs> but yeah, the the art show is awesome. Um, it's always nice to be able to um, like congregate with other artists that are really into the really specific type of art that you're into. And, um, you know, once again, shout out to Chuck Chai, the artist that I got to bond with. And um, yeah, I'm hoping that um, I'll be able to go over there to the exhibit. Again, it's going to be there until September 20th. So if you'd like to check it out, go ahead. It's at Il Sol. It's free. Go check that shit out. Mm-hmm. So where were you when the solar eclipse happened? I was at work and I thought, okay, so I felt, I kind of felt like a, a terrible person because I was watching it on TV with my coworkers and like, it was clearly like an amazing, beautiful event that the newscasters and the people on the news were experiencing. Like the news anchor just like broke down into tears on live TV. Meanwhile, I'm just like watching it. I'm like, clearly we're not experiencing the same thing because I'm just like, <laughs> I, I could have Google imaged this. <laughs> like, <laughs> I could have just like, what I'm seeing on the screen is the same thing if, as if I just like went on Google images and looked up the clips. <laughs> but, so I was like, man, like what's wrong with me? I'm like not, I'm not understanding the beauty of this. Maybe it'd, it'd be totally different if I was actually at a place where you could see it happening. But um, it was pretty cool, though, when the eclipse was happening near our area in St. Pete. We stepped outside, and it was, like, this weird, like, Instagram filter type of environment. Like, an Instagram filter was over everything. And it was super hot temperature. Well, according to the 
temperature, it was super hot. But when you put your arm out, out to where the sun is, it didn't feel hot at all. It was really weird. And then seeing all the like the, the shadows, crescent shaped shadows was pretty neat. And yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you, I didn't go through any of that. Like <laughs> while the eclipse is going on, I'm at the office in Miami and um, you know, I come outside and it's like, it's kind of shady, but it's still real hot. So like, I was like, man, this is kind of whack. <laughs> so I went back inside and that was my eclipse experience. Like, I was like, yo, it's wild hot. It's wild hot outside. I'm going back inside. Wow. That's a shame because like, I know like one of my, um, really good friends, Emma, she traveled to, uh, she, she lives in Florida, but she traveled outside of Florida to actually see this happening. And the pictures that she captured were beautiful. And the pictures I tried to take where it just looked like a big ball of light. So <laughs> yeah, you know, like I see people, people like, um, in Illinois and a couple other spots, they held like festivals for the solar eclipse, like actual like meetup spots where like they had music playing and they had tents and food and all that. Listen, it it happened like for like one hour. It wasn't even that big of a deal, and like they charge this like ridiculous price for these cool cool looking glasses that you only wear one time. You'll never wear them again. Like something happens, so like no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm totally good. Well, yeah, and you have to be careful that you actually buy the right glasses because apparently, like, on Amazon, people were buying glasses that aren't actually certified to look at the eclipse. Right, so right. You're going to end up losing your eyes. But the thing is, I get it. Like, it only happens, like, the last time it happened was 38 years ago. And well, you want to be able to see this historic moment. You could also be, like, um, President Cheetos and, like, look at the sun without, our, without the glasses on. You know, be real brave, be real bold, be a real American hero and just look at the sun without our glasses on you know see i was so mad about that because like look he already has glasses he probably didn't even have to pay for them and he still looked up straight at the sun it was like he looked at it then looked down looked at us and put his thumbs up like i'm good and then he looked at it, it. and then he looked, and at, then he looked at it a second time yeah yeah man let's <laughs> talk about being ballsy Come on, you man. know i'm I'm sorry, I think he's like a Benjamin Button situation and that like he's getting older, but actually inside of his brain, he's like super young. Like he's actually is a five-year-old, like what you say. Definitely. Because, My man makes the most childish remarks. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, speaking of acting like a child, you know, whenever he learns a new word, he gets really excited about it. Like Antifa. Antifa. Yes. Um, actually, it's funny because uh, I sent you a clip of him saying it over and over again, and it sounded like he was real excited. Like before that, he found that filibuster word is like Antifa. You know, like he just kept saying it over and over again. And like, Antifa. I wonder if he really knows what that is. Um, probably not. But um, he likes the way that it sounds for because you can tell because he would like he was having this just like ranting rally it wasn't really a rally of any substance whatsoever but he just went out there and ranted and then said talk about antifa and emphasized antifa, antifa. and like it he, he let that a drag antifa. Uh, uh. <laughs> and it reminded me of when i learned about the word charcuterie <laughs> and for those <laughs> i i mean i'm just gonna explain what it is because i didn't know what it was until like um last year because I'm not fancy, apparently. But charcuterie is like kind of like a collection of like meats and cheeses, and you like 
it's like really fancy and you eat it with wine and stuff. Um, or I guess it's just meats. Okay. Whatever. I learned about that word and I like, I love saying it. Charcuterie. It charcuterie. Comes, it comes out now. Yeah, like I will have some wine and charcuterie. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you don't say it louder in extended charcuterie. You know, like charcuterie. Yeah, no, it's 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 not like Antifa and Trump. It's crazy. Antifa I probably won't have a rally just so that I could say that. Um, yeah. yeah, right, right. Um, it kind of reminded me of the time that he mentioned Frederick Douglass. I feel like he like he just learned about his who, who he was without actually knowing that he's you know. Not um, a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I feel like he just heard the word Antifa and was like, like all right, I got to well, use this. this just further supports my Benjamin Button um, investigation because, like, all right, he probably had a history class, learned about Frederick Douglass, did not understand that this is, per this is someone who has not been alive for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And so that's how Benjamin Button worked in the movies, right? Or, no, he was born... An old man. Yeah, he was born an old man, and he just got younger. <laughs> Whatever it. it it's so like I get what you're saying, though. I understand exactly. It's like the the flip reverse sequel. Yeah. Benjamin Button, the presidency. Right, right. You know, um, but you know, everything that's going on with Trump right now just reminds me. Um, it's been really like an epic week because everything. I feel like every day with the eclipse and with the Antifa, like we needed something like to get away from that. So I've been listening to a lot of music, a lot of all the new music that's coming out to kind of like just get me away from all of that like foolish things that's going on. So what have you been listening to? So at the recommendation of Wilson, I checked out Daniel Caesar's new album, and I will say this: it was like red velvet cake for your ears. It was so smooth. Like I felt Im immediately relaxed as I was listening to the album. And also I wanted red velvet cake actually like to actually eat, but it was great. <laughs> yes. The Daniel Caesar is amazing. Um, he, his album actually probably is, I was telling this to Gats, it's probably my, my top three favorite albums this year. Really? So yeah. my favorite track, on this new Daniel Caesar album was the one where he collaborated with Sid. And Sid is from the internet. She has the most beautiful voice. And the song was called Take Me Away. Fun fact, um, when I was in middle school, I wrote a song called Take Me Away. And, you know, I kind of saw some similarities in the lyrical structure, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know. For, for all that don't know, Kat is actually a songwriter as well. I'm a renaissance woman, what can I say? <laughs> um, no, but it, it, I felt like Sid actually a uh, collab project with um, Daniel Caesar. It would sound amazing. It would sound amazing. Mm -hmm. I wish that her part was like, the song should have just been longer so that she could have had more, a bigger chunk of the song, because I love hearing her voice and like it meshes so well with Daniel's. <clears throat> Um, and I think a collaboration with Frank Ocean and Miguel with Daniel Caesar would probably be the most like eargasmic music yeah. ever. Speaking Just with Miguel, male vocals. Right. Mm -hmm. right. Speaking of Miguel, he dropped a song with Travis Scott, which is right now my favorite song of the entire summer. I, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's so fire. The song is amazing. Um, it is such a like big mood, like happy mood song. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Miguel, so like it, it's good to see that he's back in the game. You know, doing things. Yeah. Hopefully, there's an album coming out. 
Mm -hmm. I saw him perform at Okeechobee Music Festival um, in 2016. Okay. And he was an incredible performer. He had a live band and like his voice just like is so powerful. And yeah. he and he uh, actually just collaborated with one of my favorite EDM artists called RL Grime, who's like his like trap electronic trap music. And it's just it's really cool to see like Miguel like kind of cross through genres. He's the, he's all over the place. He can do whatever. You know, he's he's awesome. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, also, Aesop dropped a project, the Cozy Tapes Volume 2. Um, it's kind of lengthy. It's kind of lengthy, don't get me wrong, but they have a lot of really big collabs on there. Jaden Smith in the first intro song, got Schoolboy Q on there, so Playboy Cardi. Of course, he's part of the Aesop mob, Little Yachty. So many good people on there. It's definitely a good one to check out. Jaden Smith is on there? He's on there. So a song called Perrier. <laughs> Typical. That be your favorite. Is that your favorite track? That is my second favorite show. Second. Oh, okay. Man, ASAP Mom is having a good week. Or a good month, they are. really. Yeah, they are. ASAP Ferg dropping, yeah. Yeah, and then Playboy Cardi was just on tour. Right. They just went platinum with Magnolia. And ASAP uh, Rocky just had Raph drop like a couple weeks ago, too. The music video. The music video, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. It's, it's definitely a pretty good month for them. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of Jaden Smith, he has this song with Justin Bieber called, um, it's about the new year, and it came out a few years ago. It's actually pretty good. Oh, okay. I mean, Jaden Smith has a few good songs. I'm not going to lie. Like, this new, like, he, like deep Jaden Smith is actually kind of dope. Like, he, he's got he's got some bars. He's got some bars. Um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Um, I mean, they were still, they're like, it's like middle school versions of Jaden Smith and Justin Bieber still, but... It's smooth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, little Uzi Vert dropped a project. Um, I recommended it to you, but you weren't feeling it too much. I, I mean, maybe I just need to listen to it a second time. I I went into it like expecting like money longer, and maybe I shouldn't mm -hmm. have. Um, but he has a track with Week the Weekend. I think it's called Unfazed. I like yeah. that. Yeah, that was good. Okay. Um, also, uh, XXXTentacion dropped the project. Uh, got pushed by Kendrick Lamar, has a lot of think pieces, very controversial guy. So there's a lot of think pieces going out. I got to say this, after listening to the album twice, right, I feel like it's not, I, I shouldn't consider it a rap album. Yeah, he's rapping a few times, but it really is like sort of like a, sort of like an emo kind of album, but it's tight. It's really good. I, I, I was surprised he stepped out of his comfort zone to like do this album and it's a really good project. Is it kind of, does it have like rock elements to it? It definitely does. Definitely does have some rock elements to it. Yeah. Not all the way through though. Like it kind of, he kind of goes to like a little R&B to rock, to like up and down, you know, the whole album. A lot of singing. He, he's doing a lot of singing for sure. Oh, I didn't know that he sang. That's right. All right. I'm going to have to add that to the list to listen yeah. to. Um, there was a lot of music that came out. Um, I know I'm missing a lot. I know Party Next Door dropped a couple tracks. Spooky Black, who goes by Corbin now, he he dropped a few tracks. There's um, good time for music. Like there's just so much stuff that's just out there, you know. Well, yeah, it's important for all these great artists to come out with uh, new music because there's a bunch of trash coming out too. Yes, yes. Um, you know, I feel like. This is a good time for us to talk about it, especially since um, today, I think later on today, that music video is dropping for it, right? 
You're right. All right. So in case you're not sure, the trash that I am referring to is Miss Taylor Swift. She just right. dropped a single called Look at What You Made Me Do for her new album, Reputation. And from the get-go, it's all about Kanye. And I guess her other feuds that's like completely endless, but it's, and it's, I have a lot of feelings towards it. Do you wanna, do you wanna kinda? Yeah. Let us know what your so, thoughts are, Nelson. So, you know, I, as I mentioned in the first episode, I'm a big Kanye fan. Like, I forgive him for all his flaws. Like, I see past it, I get it, he's arrogant and all that. But let's be honest, he's a great artist, right? Yes. Um, he himself, admittingly, I will admit, he has used the Taylor Swift incident that happened at the VMAs years ago as a crutch for his career personally. Um, but he's past that. He's not thinking about that anymore. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Taylor is still holding on to that. Yeah, but the, and the thing is, though, he had he already made he was at a he had made so many good music uh at that point before that point of the vmas so he had already established himself right too. exactly he was a legend he's a legend so let's be it's, honest kanye made taylor swift if we're being real he, he did. oh he, yeah i mean she she went from being maybe like popular towards like my demographic of like young girls in yeah. high school to being like now everyone is totally aware of her and i mean she it's her uh, method of like creating music based off of like fights that she's had or like you know past relationships and kind of like basically shitting on people in her mm -hmm. music it's not just limited to kanye like and then this is kind of like the pot of gold for her like oh my god this like i've been like using all these past relationships well this is gonna take me so long it's gonna like cover my career for the like, next few years Right. See, that's the thing. Like, I myself never heard of Taylor Swift or any of her music before that incident happened. And after that, after that happened, I started seeing, like, just slowly her transitioning into, like, the pop field not long after, right? Mm -hmm. And she started, like, collaborating with a bunch of rappers. You know, she brought Fetty Wap on her tour one time. She did, had the whole thing with Drake. And, like, now, like, you could say like, Kanye introduced her into the hip-hop world. Like, mm. nope, we didn't know who she was. I had no idea who she was. I never listened to Taylor Swift. You know, there, there, there's times there's times now, like, that people bring up some pop people because I don't really listen to pop or country music like that, you know? So, like, it, I, I I wasn't introduced to that, so Kanye brought her into my into my eyesight. And, like, mm -hmm. she's kind of still using that as a way to, to fuel, you know what I mean, to fuel that fire sort of thing. Oh, I mean, it was completely strategic the way that she transitioned from country to pop. And like, I remember, so I will admit, like, I enjoyed some of her early music. Um, but yeah, like, talk about that off air. <laughs> but like, I remember seeing that she was transitioning from like country to pop music and I'm like thinking like, okay, well, obviously this is just something that she's doing to like gain more exposure and have a wider audience. Like, duh. Um, but the thing is with Kanye bringing up, um, how Beyonce had the best music video of all time, which was a single ladies video. Okay, first of all, it was a beautiful video. I mean, just the way that it was created, it was like one, it looked like one shot, um, right. the lighting, it was just, it was fantastic. And like, he, the reason why he brought that up was, wasn't even about Taylor Swift. He was pointing out the larger issue at hand and that award shows like this really do not, they fail all the time to recognize 
black female musicians. And once again, like they gave the award to Taylor Swift. And I mean, I'm gonna, this might seem like a biased opinion, but the music video that she had won the award for wasn't really that great. It was trash. It was trash. <laughs> Let's be honest. I went back to watch it. It's complete garbage. Yeah. And like, I mean, Beyonce, like people always say that she's overrated, blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, she doesn't get the recognition that she, that she deserves at these award shows. And Kanye just pointed that out. But instead of Taylor Swift seeing that and acknowledging that, yes, this is an actual problem. She made it about her. Right. Play the victim, you know. And it's all good. It's all good. I, I, I'm, I'm past that. But let's go and let's talk about this record, right? So she drops this record where she's. It's a terrible record. What song is she sampling? Um, she is sampling "I Am Too Sexy" by Right Said Fred. Listen, if you want to talk about corny, that's about as corny as it gets. L look there's, what song she's referencing. There's so many like. I think maybe she was like trying to be a little different or whatever, but there were so many other '90s kind of like dance music that you could have sampled. Like, why I'm too sexy? Right. Why would you right. do that? Why Why would you pick that song? If, if you're trying to make it like a negative, like you're trying to diss somebody, you're trying to talk about what your situation that was not a happy situation. Why would you pick that song? I don't know. She's just making it way too easy to make fun of her. Over it, cat. I'm over. Yeah. It. And like, okay, not only did she do this sort of like diss track, if you can even call it that, because um, honestly, Kanye and Kim Kardashian are probably like laughing and not too worried about it. But the fact that she like, her entire album cover was, it looks like Kanye's The Life of Pablo. Right, right. So she does a cover wearing like something Yeezy-like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She does this um, whole setup with uh, the, the 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 font looking like the the Life of Pablo merch. Um, nah, she's whack. She's whack. Like how she how's she gonna make fun of Kanye's stage setup? She's yeah, never, she's never been cool enough to do anything like that. Yeah, don't make fun of someone who actually takes risks with their music. Um, yeah, so. And not only that, but she's trying to recl reclaim the whole snake thing in her favor. So in case you do not know about this, um, when it came out that she was lying about um, Kanye you getting her permission to say that line about her in his track Famous, apparently she lied. And then Kim Kardashian used the snake emoji to refer to her in a very not so discreet way. And so... Taylor Swift is now using the imagery of a snake to promote her new album. And it's like, how are you going to reclaim something that exposed you as being a liar? Right, right. Incredible. It's incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. Yeah. And she did make, so I got like so mad about it. So I don't know if I could consider myself a Kanye stan because like, I don't know, I feel like Wilson, you probably know like every song and everything. And I like, do love his music and I love his music videos and like um and I also think he's like super misunderstood so I will defend him even if I don't consider myself a Kanye stan but I, I Kate for Kanye <laughs> yeah so um I think he's just really largely misunderstood and I respect him so much as an artist so I am on his side for sure and I feel like a lot of people are even if they 
don't choose to side with Kanye, they're starting to turn against Taylor Swift because she seems like one, the song is is terrible. It's trash. It's so bad. It so bad. It's so bad. Like I was okay, so I finally decided to listen to it. I was gonna try not to because I didn't want to like help her Billboard charts chart situation. Um, But I was like, I have to listen to this now. And I and part of me was afraid that I would kind of like it, like in a guilty pleasure way. But there was not even any chance for that. Listen, and you know, it it goes beyond Kanye because I know that she's talking about Katy Perry also on the song. Mm -hmm. Listen, if you're gonna make a song, this is coming. This is coming from somebody that's like been in the know for like rap beefs and stuff like that. If you're gonna make a song dissing other artists. Than one, don't make it trash. It's so bad. It's so bad. Like literally, we're not talking about the things that she's saying. We're talking about the song being trash. Mm-hmm. Like she's, it's so bad. Mm-hmm. It just sounds terrible. And it sounds like she was going for some like edgy Peaches song. Like if you know Peaches, she has a classic "fuck the pain away" song, and she's a master at that kind of like I would describe it as being a minimalistic EDM like dark beat. Um, mm-hmm. But no, she did not do that. Taylor Swift did not do that at all. It's awful. It's cheesy she, AF. Right, definitely. And and um, to be honest, I realized that like her fan base is so big, they're gonna eat this up. They're they're gonna get this song charting. She's probably gonna do crazy numbers with this really trash song because she has a crazy rabid fan base. I'm not, I'm not even gonna front about that. But let's not get past the fact that this fan base is only there because of what Kanye did to you. Mm, yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I kind of have hope that they'll start seeing her for what she is. Um, someone who's really, I'm just gonna say it, she's greedy. Like how, I know that there's all these stories of like her helping out fans, like, and then like, surprising them with gifts but at the same time she's the same person that sends out um cease and desist letters to fans that are making taylor swift inspired art on etsy so like and she took all of her music off of spotify saying that you know it they spotify doesn't uh compensate their artists enough and maybe that's true but i feel like taylor that's probably not a problem for you it's it's a very valid argument for 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 artists, I, I get that. That's that's a really big deal for like artists not getting paid enough by Spotify. That's it's true. Do you do you mean to tell me if Taylor Swift puts her music on there or not, she's gonna make any more or less money? Than she, you know what I mean? Like she's good. Yeah, and I mean I get that argument, but um, interestingly, she put this latest track on Spotify, which is like the first track that she's had. I feel like in a while. But then it's like, okay, great. So she's trying to increase accessibility to her music, but at the same time, she is requiring, in order to get a ticket to her concert, you have to like buy merchandise and like buy certain things in order to increase your chances of getting a ticket. And like, if her fans don't see how much of a, like a scam that is, I don't know if there's any hope for them. I was reading, I was reading that the reason behind that was to stop scalper tickets. But I'm thinking to myself, why would I have to buy your CD and buy merch in order for me to go to your show? When I'd buy that there anyways if I was a real fan. I'm going to buy merch regardless, but why are you making me pay for it ahead of time? And the tickets are expensive because she's doing stadium tours and shit like that. Why would I have to pay for something just to get a ticket to go to your show? That's crazy to me. Yeah, and the way that it was presented on the – there was like a video explaining how it works. 
it just increases your chances of getting right, a ticket right, too. Right. So I don't know. I think it's some real. It's really shady, and I think more and more people are realizing that Taylor Swift is actually a snake. And hopefully they'll blast some Kanye like what I did when it was announced her album art was released. Listen, we don't support snakes out here. No, anti-snake. Not giving her any plays on Apple Music. Not giving her any plays on Spotify. Or boycotting Taylor Swift. I, I never listened to her anyway, so I don't listen to her now. Nope. Nope. It'll be easy not to. Yeah, definitely. Um, but what you could be listening to is some really punny rap music. Yes. Um, actually, you know, we were talking about this all week long about making up a, a list of the best puns, the best puns in rap music, you know, just to get away from this Taylor Swift crap. Yeah. So something that like usually when you usually when you say a pun in like conversation, it's met with like tons of groans, tons of like, OK, get out or like people just like rolling their eyes because they can't believe that you made such a cheesy pun. I am totally for puns. I'm a pro pun person. And I also think that you can't hate puns and be a rap fan. Would you exactly. agree with me? I mean, yeah, definitely. I, I think that um puns puns are essentially one of the most important parts of rap music, and you can't not enjoy puns if you're a rap fan, you know? Yeah. And we have made a little compilation of our favorite rap puns i mean there's tons of them out there it's like so this is only this is only a small little percentage a little small list you know a little small list you could go first cat and then i'll go right after you okay so i have eight no nine technically 11 so i'm gonna start now um the first one is from lollipop by lil wayne where he goes she said she wanna lick the rapper <laughs> question though question i appreciate the candy reference tying in with the blowjob reference but the same but like okay the thing is though who licks actual candy wrappers nobody does that you don't lick a lollipop wrapper so no definitely not well, I, I don't i hope nobody does it's kind of weird <laughs> yeah but i'm glad that you know he tried it makes me definitely. laugh um, number two, I, this is actually, um, I have three, three Drake puns. Drake is like, he uses puns so much. If I was a rapper, it would be, I would be similar to Drake because I would just use puns all the time. And the first one is from what's my name? Uh, he goes, the square foot of 69 is eight something. <laughs> and that is so great because like, it's, it's so great because not only is it a pun, but it's like a math equation too. Right, right, right. And and he made it he made it sound really cool on top of that. Cause I actually went to see if it actually was eight something and he's not lying. Yeah, yeah. Actually <laughs> yes. Um, uh and so it makes you think too, you know, it's he's he's here for he's here for education. Right. <laughs> Shout out to Drake, the greatest step uh the, the greatest substitute teacher of all time. <laughs> um, I could totally see him being a substitute teacher. And yeah. the next one is, he's not done by Drake, but apparently he wrote it. It's too good. Um, Rihanna goes, I got as high as the expectations. 
<laughs> and that is that is so clever to me. I get it. It's really good. It's really good for sure. Double entendres. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the next one is another one by Drake. Last one, I promise. Every girl, where he goes, are any of y'all in the girls? Let's be honest. <laughs> I remember when I first heard that. I was like, yo, my man's stepping boundaries here. He's yeah. living in 2017, but we're really in 2012. <laughs> 2012 was, I think it's older than, no, it's older than 2012 because I was still in high school. Yeah, that song, yeah, that song was definitely older than 2012 for sure. That whole song has, it's like, it's tons of puns too. Um, yeah. Lil Wayne's on there, so you know that there's going to be puns. So next artist is Juicy J in Bands and Maker Dance. He goes, if money grow on trees, I branched out. <laughs> that's good that's good and it's also now, you guys gotta see like cat as she's saying this right now she's like doing the hand motions and like, leaning and stuff and like it's like she's performing it for me it's hilarious well you have to if i was just like saying it i need to be able to illustrate how it sounds doing a great I, job. it's doing all a great about job. it's i use my hand motions everything okay um but i feel like it's kind of a dad joke but GCJ, I'll I'll let you have that one. Easy. Uh, he could be a great dad joke guy. He um I remember I followed him on Snapchat and he would always um say like must be nice, must be nice and like and he would show off like all of this like jewelry that he'd have or like his all his like his weed stash and like but usually I feel like when you say must be nice, you say it sarcastically like, Oh, must be nice, must be nice, GCJ. But he like reclaimed it. He he basically yeah, he, yeah that's his saying now. Um, stick to the puns, GCJ. Yeah. Uh, the next one is from Kanye and Mercy, where he goes, "I threw suicides on the private jet. You know what that means? I'm fly to death." Bars. So, so good. Team Kanye. Team Kanye for sure. Uh, the next one is. <laughs> okay, so I take back when I said that it's these are like our favorite puns. Well, they're not they're not great puns. I should have pre preface that. These are not all really great puns. They're just really funny sometimes, <laughs> which is why some of my favorites. So the one that 2 Chain says is and he goes, "I am so high attic." <laughs> Pause, attic, and then he follows it up with, I am so hot like an attic. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, you're trying to rhyme attic and attic. But, like, I guess an attic is, like, high up, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I, guess, I, I don't know. Like, two chains, your, the standards for your puns are kind of low, like a basement. <laughs> Listen, cat. This entire segment has been feeling herself the entire time. We, 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 cat has evolved to a, like rapper cat just now. So, this is great. This is great. This is rare. This is a rare form for cat. Um, yeah. And I did write a little, a little rap, a very small rap, like late earlier this week, but I'm not going to share that. Karaoke. But I have been, yes. Um, the next one is. Both eyes closed. Um, Gucci Mane says, she's running through my mind. That's a fine idea. 
<laughs> oh, you can't see that right now, but I'm doing finger guns. I'm doing finger <laughs> guns right now. And it reminds me of that that one um uh pickup line that's like if you were if you were a ticket or something like that, you'd be are you a ticket because you're fine or something like that? I don't know. These yeah, are all like well, pickup lines. Well. <laughs> I should have I should have just kept with my with my basement joke. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Um, this is from Nothing Anya. Wiz Khalifa goes. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa says, "Just bought my wife a pair of glass shoes because they're as thick as a pumpkin." <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, shout out to Wiz Khalifa for knowing all the all these fairy tales. Yeah, you know what? You know he's probably watching him with his kid you know he watches it with his kids so i appreciate it though i appreciate his knowledge of cinderella that's cute it's like when it's literally like when dad jokes and uh rap music meet right it's what's khalifa in the middle mm-hmm exactly <laughs> <laughs> um and 3005 by childish gambino <laughs> he goes go why is you lying girl why you mufasa <laughs> that's another like that's another like children's story <laughs> that, that's a good one too though I like that one. one yeah it's a really good one um he has a ton of puns too yes um, he does I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to listen to challenge game after this and then but then okay so we're talking about like all these like corny dad jokes and stuff but not all rap music uses puns in a corny way for example in Sheether Remy Ma completely like tears Nicki Minaj apart, and she uses puns. <laughs> yeah, and I, I couldn't even like it was so hard to pick which one that I wanted to use for this. Right. But this one's probably the funniest to me, and she goes, "I'm wild and out, about to hit Nick with the cannon." <laughs> like, like Nick Cannon and Nicki Minaj. Oh my god, it's so great. That was great. That was great. I like that well, that's one. My list. That's my all, list. Right, all right, cool. Wilson, what do you got? I don't have a list as long as Cat. I promise you, might as well be a little shorter. But Little Wayne, um, from six foot, seven foot, Little Wayne said, "Real G's move in silence like lasagna." <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. That is so. You know. That is so good. Yes. Um, also, Lil Wayne from uh, Miss Me, the Drake song, he goes, yes, I am a Wheezy, but I ain't asthmatic. <laughs> Where is, is Wheezy just because he's Lil Wayne? Like, yeah, there's no yeah. other, okay. They, they used to call him Young Wheezy or Lil Wheezy, I mean. Um, <laughs> Childish Gambino from Freaks and Geeks. I took the G out of the waffle. All you got left is your ego. You know, that was that was that was some bars there. Shout out to Echo um, for making delicious chocolate chip waffles that I have in my freezer. Right. Yeah. Um, Gambino also the same song. This song has full of puns. I, I could just literally make a whole list out of this song. Um, Freaks and Geeks. He goes, an elephant never forgets, so my dick remembers everything. <laughs> oh, I see, because he's comparing like the size. Right. Right. <laughs> Oh, I get it. The memory it. of an elephant, you know. Right, right. Clever. <laughs> um, <laughs> the goat, Kanye, from Last Call. He goes, mayonnaise, color bends, I push miracle whips. 
<laughs> oh, um, who said that? Kanye. Okay. So I have a I have another mayonnaise related rap actually. You have another mayonnaise related rap pun. Well, actually, I don't know if it's a technically a pun, but it's a mayonnaise reference. Okay. Um, continue with yours. I'll pull it up right now. I'm actually done. That was my last one. Oh. Okay. So in um, Mer- the same song, Mercy, Two Chains goes, "Okay, now catch up to my campaign. Coop the color of mayonnaise." <laughs> <laughs> And like, okay, so he means it's like kind of a cream color, which is really nice for a car. But like, anytime you reference mayonnaise, I immediately think like that's that's disgusting. <laughs> like, damn, like, your, your color is the same color of mayonnaise. Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah, like why would you, why wouldn't you say something like I don't know, like milk. cream, like ice cream. Yeah. Milk, yeah, milk could work, but not mayonnaise. Like immediately, I like start smelling it, like. Does, yeah, you start you start thinking it's kind of weird. It doesn't. I'm I'm not jealous of that. Right, right. That doesn't make me envy him at all. <laughs> no. But um, yeah. Come on, two chains. Go back. Go back to your attic. Right. Right. Um, or, or 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 the cat's basement. <laughs> yeah. Um. So those were all of your puns. That was all my puns. See, we we I thought we were doing only five each. Like you came out with the chopper of like eleven of them. See, I came, I had five, and I'm like, no, like there's there's so many out there. Like I feel like I'm not even capturing. Listen, Kat has an agenda against me. She's trying to outshine me on this podcast. I'm trying to so, I'm trying to get more quotes than than Wilson this time. She's trying to outquote me. Well, yeah, because you're out here at this art show. Impressing my little brother. He thinks he has you have the coolest job ever and I'm here like hey Shout out to Cat's brother. Josh again. It's like Josh. no man, like I'm on this podcast too, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> um but yeah, so in conclusion, um rap music is an intrinsic part uh oh no, puns are intrinsic part of rap music, I think. And you gotta have an appreciation for the art of the pun. Yes. When you're appreciating rap music, I, that's what—that's my two cents. No, I, I definitely agree. I am 100% with you on that. I think that um, without without uh puns, there's definitely rap music will be boring boom bap stuff, and I'm not trying to listen to that. So, and that is our analysis. That is <laughs> our analysis. <laughs> we literally gave you like a 20 minute list of puns. Just to tell you a couple sentences of why we think they're good. <laughs> so this is why you need to stop making fun of me, and you need to, you need to think my puns are funny. Yeah, that is the real conclusion. Okay, I'm done. Anybody that makes fun of Cat is gonna get a knuckle sandwich for me. But wow. that's besides the point. Now, Cat, um, did you watch the fight last night? No. <laughs> but no, don't worry. What you did it? I did. I did. Okay. And no, okay. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Like I don't want to pretend like I am a boxing fan because the truth is I am only I will only watch boxing when Manny Pacquiao is fighting. And I'm like I'm not gonna pretend like I'm any more of a fan of that. Is it because he's Filipino? Of course, it's because he's Filipino. He's our okay. country's champion. <laughs> All right, I feel you. I feel you. Like- but I do want to know. Like I still want to stay updated on like current events like this. So. You know, I think um, after watching the fight yesterday, 
right? I'm convinced, I'm 100% convinced that, like, boxing in general is dead. So there's nothing else for us to watch, to be honest. Oh, well, even even I know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mayweather is leaving. He's done. He's, he, uh, he won. He said that he's done fighting. Pacquiao's basically at the end of his career. He's about done, too. Um, I, I think that there's not anything left exciting to watch. And after watching it yesterday, it's like, man, it really took for Mayweather to get somebody from UFC that doesn't mm-hmm. even, it's not even a boxer for him to come yeah. and box him for us to actually care about this. You know, like, like, like that's the only, re- only reason why we care about it is because there's a chance that he might lose to somebody that's not a boxer. You know, like, it's like you have the, the crossover right, the interest right, with it. Right. So, yeah, boxing's dead. Like, uh, it's, it's sad because I used to watch a lot, you know, as a kid growing up, whatever, like the family we were watching and stuff like that. But um, they're both really big trash talkers. Both McGregor and Mayweather, so it was interesting to yes. see. Yeah, you know, like. Um, I mean, when you when you have, not everyone will have a suit with the words "fuck you" like all over it. Like you know, all that trash. You're you're a professional hater. Right. Professional hater at the point. Right. He's officially a hater. <laughs> but I think um, you know, people like to say you know, oh, well, McGregor's a racist, and they forget that Mayweather's a racist too. Like they both are. They're both fun. They're both. I feel like when you when you're that rich, it just people just slides and people just forget about it, you know. But I I don't forget the time when when Mayweather was fighting Oscar De La Hoya, a Mexican, and he came to the ring wearing a Mexican hat, playing Mexican music, saying that his uncle was cutting his grass and stuff, you know. Oh so, yikes! Yeah, yikes. I, I don't forget those things. Or the times that he fought Pacquiao, and saying that his family his family like was eating dogs and stuff, you know. And like I, it's really really disrespectful stuff, but. People forget that because McGregor is also equally, if not more, as controversial. He says crazy things, you know. So it, it kind of made Mayweather look like the less of the two evils, you know. Mm. But then, you know, I see people on my newsfeed saying like, "All right, so one side's a racist, so I guess both sides are racist." And then you got Mayweather, who's a wife beater. So people are like, "You know what? It's all canceled." And I, so I don't know. I feel like fans are kind of like losing interest in boxing but even it's like that's over even in my like limited knowledge of boxing like i would watch i'd watch the fights and think like this all seems really orchestrated right right like it doesn't seem like it's just it's just done to like make money now right I, i'm 100 percent with you on that i think that um it, it's a big money draw like floyd walked out with 300 million and McGregor walked out with a hundred million or something like that. Like they made, I saw somewhere on a chart that they made like, like McGregor made like one point four million dollars a minute, and and then uh, yeah, oh a minute. and 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 Mayweather made like almost four million a minute. It was like three point eight million a minute. Like that's insane. And all they what? did, I, I watched the fight. There was a lot of hugging. There was a lot of like, you know, like nobody got nobody got seriously hurt by the, like their face and stuff. Yeah, it's it's boxing. It's tough. They get hit hard. It's a dangerous sport, right? But we're talking about millions a minute. Millions a minute. That's insane. I can't I can't even fathom that. And like what other I wish I could lose something and become a millionaire. Right. <laughs> like right. is there something that I can sign up where like don't hit me too hard, but like I'll lose. I will lose. And then I just give me a million dollars. I will get in the ring with any boxer for <laughs> A lot less than a hundred million. Hundred million. I, I would do it for one. For one million. Give me one million dollars. I'll do it. 
You know what? What we okay, could do is knock we out could, in the first round. But I'll do it. I'll still do it. We could probably like crowdsource the money from all the people that you're not answering with your text messages, and then <laughs> each person will get like two minutes in the ring with you. <laughs> Listen, anybody that I haven't answered you and that's listening to this podcast, donate each five dollars, and we'll, we'll get you guys five minutes in the ring with, with me. Answer me back, Wilson. How can you do this? <laughs> Just take on all your aggression on Wilson. But then, oh, yeah. And then Wilson all becomes. 887 of you. <laughs> how many? 887. Okay. 887 people out there. Not, yeah. All the people that sent those texts. This yeah. is your chance to let out your aggression. Wilson will come out of it okay. He has, you know, a little bit more money in his pocket. <laughs> it works out for everyone. It's a win win situation. It's a win win. And you know what? to answer your text. I might agree to answer your text after that. While I'm in the <laughs> hospital, I'll beat up. I'm in the hospital, I'll beat up. I, I, might, I might agree. I might have not have nothing else to do, so I might answer you back. Great. It's a plan. You have a lot of stuff planned this week, though. Yes. All right. So tonight, actually, we are karaokeing. Yeah. Um, uh, we might do a Facebook Live tonight. Yeah, so tonight we're going to go out to Tampa Karaoke VIP. Shout out to Tampa Karaoke VIP. I've had many good times there. Um, and I'm going to see Wilson perform that Hootie and the Blowfish song. Hopefully. I hope they have it in their system because if not, I will just make you sing. I'll pull it up on my phone and make you sing it. <laughs> um, also, on uh, Tuesday is the suplex party. I'm really excited for it. I... I think that um, all this stuff of Rolling Loud kind of just took a little bit of my attention away from it, but that's not that doesn't mean I'm not excited for it. I'm really, really excited for it. I can't wait to see everybody. There's a lot of great performers. Um, doors open at 8. I uh, hope to see everybody there. We're going to have officially legit stickers. Mm -hmm. um, Kat's going to have a table with some shirts as well. And I'll have um, my uh, neon sign pieces from the art show that I was at at Ebor Art Walk, I'll have those displayed there. So you'll see some flashing, flashing signs there. I can hold up the, the Y though. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It can be part of your entrance. Um. All right. Cool. So also, oh, we I completely forgot. This week we're um, redoing the uh, the playlist. Every two weeks we're doing it. So um, we'll have a new playlist set up of Volume Two. Actually, mm -hmm. I already got some suggestions <laughs> from my BFF Anna. Who lives in Colorado? Shout out to all our fans in Colorado. Hey, shout out to Colorado. Shout out to Anna. Woo! And um, yeah, so if you have any recommendations and stuff that we should be listening to, please send them our way. And then we'll kind of curate a little playlist for everyone. Yeah. Also, let's go back to the rap puns. Anybody that has any other rap puns that we missed or that you think that we should have covered, let us know. Yeah, I know that there are tons out there because. I, and I, I want more evidence as to why puns are important <laughs> to our lives. I, I think that this is actually it for this episode. Before we get going also, I want to um, wish everybody in Texas, you know, everybody that's listening. I have We do have some listeners in Texas that hope you're safe. I hope uh, hope you're actually going to be able to hear this. I know that like, there's a lot of internet failure and stuff out there. So... Um, I know that that's a, that's a big issue with all the rain and stuff, and it's still going on right now as of now. It's Sunday. But, um, yeah, everybody stay safe. Try to find somewhere that you could get some, you know, rain coverage and stuff. 
Yes. Stay safe, everyone. Um, thank you for listening. This has been officially legit. Episode four. All right. This is Wilson. You can find me at What's Happening at Instagram, Snapchat, and Twitter. And this is Kat Lim. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Kat Lim Design and on Facebook with the name Kat Lim. All right. You can find our SoundCloud, our iTunes, and our Facebook page at Officially Legit and on Twitter at Too Official Too Legit. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next week. All right. See you.